It's time for a Swedish Fika with some Swedish fun facts with your host, Pixelpia. Today, I want to tell you the story about the king who became a pirate. This is a true story, but some of the facts can be questioned as it all took place in the late 14th century and the documentation was not that precise. But I will try to tell this story to the best of my abilities. Hey San hey, I am Pixel Pia and you are listening to a Swedish fika. The king I am talking about was Erik, the king of the Kalmar Union, consistent of Denmark, Norway and Sweden in the late 14th century. But we need to start this story much earlier. We actually need to start with his grand-aunt, Margaret I, who was the ruler of Denmark and Norway. Unfortunately, her only son, Olaf, was deceased and she had no heir to the throne. At this point, she was worried that her nephew, the Swedish king, King Albrecht of Mecklenburg, even though he was very unpopular, would grab the power in both Norway and Denmark. Margaret was very smart, and to secure the power, she needed an heir of her bloodline. Five years earlier, her sister had a grandson by her daughter Maria of Mecklenburg Schwerin and her husband Duke Henrich Wartislav VII of Pomeranian stock. The boy was named Bugislav of Pomeranian and was her bloodline. So Margaret I approached her grandniece and offered to adopt him to become the heir of her two kingdoms. This was arranged and the boy was renamed Erik after the Swedish national saint. The royal council and noblemen of Denmark and Norway agreed to crown the then seven-year-old Erik king in 1389, with Margaret continuing as regent. As I already mentioned, Margaret was a very smart woman and she managed to unite all three Scandinavian countries in a union called Kalmar Union. At this point, included in the union was Norway, which included Iceland, Greenland, the Faroe Island, and the Northern Isles of Orkney and Shetland. Sweden, including most of today's Finland and Denmark. So on June 17th, 1397, it was confirmed that Eric was to become one united king, reigning over all three realms. The Kalmar Union marked a break with the old Nordic Viking culture and Eric was the king of one of the biggest realms in the world. Eric was known as Eric III in Norway, Eric VII in Denmark and Erik XIII in Sweden. He was later to be known as Erik of Pomeranian in all three countries to point out that he belonged elsewhere. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. 
although Eric was the crowned king, his grand-aunt, Margaret, effectively was the ruler. And when she died in 1412, he finally got to rule. He would soon find out that keeping the three countries together was not an easy task. Before Margaret died, she and Eric had started a fight with the dukes on the kingdom's southern border, trying to annex the two territories, Schleswig and Holstein, to their kingdom. In the year 1416, this escalated to a full-blown war, which was very expensive, so King Eric raised all taxes. After two decades of war, he finally defeated what was called the Hanseatic League, a confederation of German merchant guilds. He then imposed a policy that every ship that entered or left the Baltic Sea had to pay a toll to pass through the strait between Denmark and Sweden. The high taxes, the toll to enter or leave the Baltic Sea, led to increasing doubt about his rule among the Union's noblemen. Adding to this was the fact that he had no heir of his own and instead pushed for his cousin, Bogislav IX of Pomeranian, to become his heir and putting Pomeranians in high positions in the kingdom. By the 1430s, he was on bad terms with everybody within and around the Union. The Swedes were the first to try to break free as they asked for new constitutional laws to grant Sweden autonomy and self-governance. Eric refused, which led to a rebellion. In 1439, Eric was dethroned in Sweden and in both Norway and Denmark shortly after. Eric fled Denmark, taking the royal treasure chest, a few of the crown jewels, the royal regalia and the country's historical flag, and joined the pirates. But who were these pirates, you may ask? Well, let's go back a little bit in time. When Margaret I first tried to take power of Sweden, she had imprisoned Albert of Mecklenburg, the Swedish king, and the city of Stockholm was under siege. A fellowship was formed and hired by the dukes of Mecklenburg to fight Margaret and bring the city food and supplies. That fellowship called themselves the Victual Brothers. When the war was over and the Kalmar Union was a fact, the Victual Brothers occupied the island of Gotland, from where they continued to loot and pillage ships in the Baltic Sea. They became pirates. When Eric fled Copenhagen, he set sail for Gotland to join the Victual Brothers to fight those who had turned on him. Eric still saw himself as the rightful king, but had already been replaced by his nephew Christopher of Bayern, who saw Eric 
as a pirate. It is believed that Eric never was on board any of the looting ships himself, but instead he orchestrated and controlled everything from Gotland. Eric saw himself as a sea warrior, not as a pirate, and he spent a full decade as a pirate king, always hoping to return to power. But when his nephew Christopher Bayern died childless, his countrymen brought in a new king from a different blood lineage, and Eric finally gave up hope to reclaim the throne. He returned to his birthplace, Pomeranian, where he died at the age of 77. And that was the end of the Pirate King. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if so, I would love if you could leave a review of my podcast and share it with a friend. And don't forget that we now have a community server on Discord where you can influence what we will talk about in the future. The easiest way to join our community is to go to the website aswedishfika.com where you will find an invite on the first page. Until next time, as we say in Sweden, hej då! You can keep up with everything from a Swedish fika on a Swedish or on Facebook or Instagram as a Swedish fika. And you can reach Pixelpia at pixelpia at a Swedish fika.com.